This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 207. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 207. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Bissell Bark Bath. For the easiest and most mess-free way to bathe your dog at home, go to bissell.com slash shameless. That's B-I-S-S-E-L-L dot com slash shameless. Hello, shameless moms. I'm excited to be here today because today's topic is something I can really geek out on. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to try to limit my nerdiness. I'm going to really try to hold myself back a little bit. But I also promise I'm going to give you a ton of tactical advice that you can put to use because we're going to be talking about something I've been talking about day in, day out for the last 15 years. So we're going to talk about four health hacks that will change your life. And these are all things that I talk about with my gym members all the time. And they're things that I practice myself. And you'll hear me explain as we talk through all this, different ways that I have implemented these strategies in my own life to change my life, improve my life, make my life more simple, more effective, more efficient when it comes to staying healthy without it being an exhausting process. Because sometimes we feel like there's so many things and decisions we could make around our health. And there's so many sometimes opposing viewpoints out there that we don't even know where to go, which direction to start in. So I'm going to give you lots of tips today. You might want to take a few notes. So this is going to be divided into four different categories. 
I'll tell you right now the topics of the categories. Uh, We'll be hitting on sleep, we'll be hitting on exercise, we'll be hitting on nutrition, and we'll be hitting on hydration. So that's what you can expect. And you might want to come back to this episode another time. Like you might be in a place where you're thinking, okay, right now I really want to work on one of these four categories. And then in a few months, come back and hit another category. You don't need to take on everything all at once. For some people that works really well. For other people, that is the kiss of death to change too many things at one time. You know yourself best. So do what you think is best for you, given where you're at in your life right now. Like if you're home with a one-year-old and a three-year-old, maybe changing one of these things at a time makes most sense. If you have older kids and a little more space in your life. Not saying that everyone with older kids has more space in their life automatically, but sometimes you have a little more time to yourself or your kids are just not as high need as the little, little ones. Then maybe you want to take on a little bit more out of these suggestions today. So like I said, you know yourself best, you know how you operate best, do what is best for you. This episode of the Shameless Mom Academy is brought to you by Policy Genius. To compare rates with life insurance and get a quote in just five minutes, go to policygenius.com. That's policygenius.com. So let's go ahead and dive in with the first health hack that will change your life. This is sleep. And I actually should also say as part of the preface, none of this stuff is super sexy. Like all the marketing around health hacks tries to be super sexy and it tries to sell you on like lots of bait and switch kinds of stuff and those kinds of things. So you'll hear me debunk some of those things today, but I'm just going to warn you, this is like very practical application kinds of stuff. It's not like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to tell you how you can lose 30 pounds in 30 days because that's just not how it works. So if you're looking for that, you're not going to get that today. But what you will get is changes that you can implement now, starting today, that will dramatically impact and improve your life over time. All right. So with that, let's dive in with sleep. So I want to talk about sleep. I've talked before about sleep in my life, and it's always been a struggle for me. And so I'm going to tell you just briefly, because I know I've shared before in different capacities, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time diving into my own background, but I'm going to tell you that I've struggled with insomnia all of my life. And when I started, I've seen doctors for it. I've seen naturopaths for it. I've done a lot of different kinds of treatment for it. And when I started to work with a naturopath on this a number of years ago, it was probably... I don't know, seven years ago, maybe that I was working with her, she asked me some really great questions. And one of the questions was, when is the youngest age that you remember struggling with sleep? And I was like, oh my gosh, when I was eight years old. And she's like, okay, so let's talk more about that. And as we dove into that a little more deeply, we realized, I realized that I had been hypervigilant about sleep and anxious about sleep since I was eight. And it started at eight and it never really stopped. There was definitely times where it was worse, times when it got a little better, but it never really stopped. And when I finally took control of it, I mean, I tried to take control of it many times in many different ways, but I finally sought medical treatment where I was like, I've tried all the natural stuff. I've tried behavior modification. And some of those things worked some of the time, but I was still struggling and not able to sleep for more than four hours at a time. And when you've been living like that for many years of not getting more than four-ish hours of sleep a night, or you're getting very light sleep, like you don't ever get into a deep sleep and you wake up feeling like you never really went to sleep, that can bring on major health issues. So it was really important to me to try some things that would really knock me out and see what impact would it have in my life if I slept really well for like a minimum of six hours a night. So for me, that meant going on medication. I'm not saying this is a starting point. I'm not saying it's the best option for everyone. I'm just saying it was what worked for me. And if you're someone who struggled for a really long time with sleep, or you're just going through a phase where you're struggling with sleep, 
and you think your quality of life would be impacted by better quality sleep on a more regular basis, I really encourage you to talk to your doctor about it because I will tell you it has been a game changer for me in terms of managing anxiety because for me, sleeplessness and anxiety go hand in hand and one definitely exacerbates the other and vice versa. So the less sleep I got, the more anxious I was, the more anxious I was, the less I slept and on and on and on. So that's kind of what my journey with sleep has been. It's been a very long process of lots of different, trying lots of different things. Now, that said, if you're someone who just struggles with sleep here and there, or maybe just during stressful times in your life when, you know, things are a little hectic at work or the kids are having a rough time, that might not be the right place to start with medication. And so I want to offer you some tactical advice around that, where the sleep disturbances might be a little more intermittent. So one of the big things for me that came with behavioral change around sleep was recognizing the habits that you train yourself around. So if you train yourself, this was a big one for me, I would wake up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom and I would get back in bed and immediately start thinking of things I needed to do the next day. And I would start making lists in my head. And then I would think, oh, well, I should get this out of my head and write it down because then I'll be able to go back to sleep. But that didn't really work for me. What I would do is I would roll over, I'd pull out my phone and make lists on my phone, thinking that that was like, oh, now it's out of my head. I can go to sleep. But what I was actually doing was training myself to wake up in the middle of the night to make a list. And I was doing this every night. So when my sleep naturopath said, actually, I want you to not make that list. She's like, I want you to train yourself to trust yourself that you're going to remember everything you need to remember in the morning. If you want to make lists before you go to bed, totally fine. Make a list before you leave your office every night. Make a list before you leave your desk. Make a list before you, you know, turn off the light. But do not make lists in the middle of the night because you have trained yourself to do this every single night. And so now it's part of your routine. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's totally right. So for some of you, that might work really well. Like every now and then you wake up, you think of something, you write it down, put it in your phone, whatever, no big deal. You roll over and go to sleep. For me, I was training myself into sleeplessness around this habit. So that wasn't working for me. One of the other interesting things that I said to her, so we were talking about the use of electronics and she said, you know, she's like, I'm sure you've heard you should turn off electronics and all that. And I was like, yeah, of course. So she said, well, how do you manage that? And I said, well, I don't, I have to be really careful around what I choose to do when I'm struggling with sleep because a lot of things will get my mind going. And I said, one of the things that really numbs my mind out is playing solitaire on my phone. It actually, like I can't play Sudoku. I get super riled up. I can't scroll social media. I start thinking about things. I want to respond to things. Obviously, like I'm not checking email, but I said, if I play solitaire on my phone and I have the blue light turned off on my phone, it actually really lets my mind calm down. She's like, okay, you can do that then. So again, really curtailing it to your specific needs is really, really important. And she also, like I said, sometimes for me to turn on a light and read is more disruptive to my relaxation process than playing solitaire on my phone. So I will tell you now, I don't usually play solitaire on my phone. I don't get up and read during the night. So, well, I mean, now that I'm medicated, I'm very lightly medicated, but my sleepless is it's very different. My body actually knows how to sleep now. I've trained my body to not make lists of things to do when I'm laying in bed. So this has taken a lot of practice in conjunction with being on medication for sleep. So just know that sometimes the blanket rules don't 
always apply to everyone and they might be a little bit situational. And those were a couple of examples of things that were situational for me. So again, not saying that would necessarily apply to everyone, but I just want to give those examples of things that worked for me. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Also, one of the other things I would do was try to go to bed earlier and earlier or set my alarm for as late as possible so that I would have this the longest possible window of time in bed. So I would try to go to bed like by nine o'clock and then try to stay in bed until like seven thinking, oh, if I go to bed knowing that I have 10 hours to be in bed, then I'll be able to get as much sleep. Then I won't be worried about sleep and I'll sleep better. 
no, like 10 hours in bed was way too much for me. So my doctor, the naturopath who was treating me on behavior modification, she's like, actually, I want you to stay up, make yourself stay up until 11. And then I want you to get out of bed no later than 6am. So I was only allowed to be in bed for seven hours. And I had to make myself stay up till 11. This was a huge adjustment. But it was really interesting to see what happened. I stayed up till I was super tired. Like it was really, really hard for me to stay up until 11 initially. And then I fell asleep better because I was so tired. And I've trained myself to sleep within this eight hour block, which also takes a ton of pressure off around my evenings because my evenings had gotten stressful because I was always trying to get to bed earlier and earlier, which was creating stress in the evening. And it was creating stress around bedtime with Vinny. And it was creating, it was like, there was a lot of stress around sleep in my house. So that was really helpful as well. The other piece of this is when you adjust bedtime, you should adjust it by 15 minutes at a time. Or when you adjust wake up time, adjust it by 15 minutes at a time every two weeks. You know, some people have the opposite problem. They stay up way too late and they're only in bed for six hours and they really need to be getting closer to seven or eight hours of sleep. If you normally go to bed at like midnight, don't just suddenly be like, I'm going to go to bed at 10. You will be wide awake and super annoyed. So what you want to do in that situation is back yourself up 15 minutes at a time every two weeks. So the first week it would be 1145. Then two weeks later, it would be 1130. Two weeks later, 1115. So you're backing it up 15 minutes at a time. Your body won't notice that shift. And over the course of a few months, you can back it up to a much where you're actually in bed for eight hours. So for most people, getting sleep is about being in bed for longer because many of us really live on as minimal sleep as possible. And again, if you have really little ones, this is a little different because when you have little ones, you obviously don't have as much control. I completely understand that. So I want to say the reason sleep is such an important health hack and such an important thing to modify if you're getting less than six to seven hours a night, and I mean, six there is like, that's not enough but I'm just giving you a little bit of grace because I know with parenthood, it can be hard. You definitely want your minimum goal to be seven hours. Understanding that a lot of nights when you crawl into bed for seven hours of sleep, you're going to get woken up by a kid and it'll probably be closer to six hours. But the recommendation is always actually seven to eight hours from optimal health. So if you're at six, aim for six to seven, and then you can go up from seven to eight. So the reason this is important is because sleep and rest and recovery are essential for our bodies to function and essential for our bodies to do all the things we need to do in terms of muscle recovery and brain recovery and brain rejuvenation and like anti-aging and metabolic function and endocrine function, like all of these things, stress hormones, women hormones, all of these things are related to sleep and quality of sleep and length of sleep. So if you find that you're struggling with anxiety, depression, mood swings, that can be related to sleep. Now you can also be clinically struggling with those and that's a different issue, but sometimes just you know, being chronically tired impacts your mental health. On top of that, being chronically fatigued impacts your metabolic health. So if you're someone who really struggles with weight loss, sleep might have something to do with it. If you have sleep apnea, oftentimes you will struggle with weight loss. So there's a lot of things, there's a lot of trickle down effects of that lack of sleep can cause. So being aware of that can help you understand the importance of getting good sleep. All right. So before we move deeper, we have three more to go. We're going to talk about exercise next, but before we talk about exercise, let's go ahead and talk about the Bissell bark bath. So you've heard me talk about the Bissell bark bath. Bissell recently sent me this bark bath and it's basically this like really cool little vacuum cleaner situation that allows you to bathe your dog 
indoors without a massive mess. And we did this with Danny last weekend and it was great. And Vinny, literally it's been a week now. And Vinny every day is like, Danny still smells clean. Like she's, he's all upset about it. Danny still smells like her shampoo. Why does she smell like that? She smells delicious by the way. And I'm like, Vinny, aren't you glad? He's like, no, she doesn't smell like her normal self. I am loving it though. The dog smells amazing. So the Bissell Bark Bath allows you to bathe your dog indoors with a very small amount of water with this little vacuuming system. So it's fantastic. You spray this water through the sprayer that is very controlled spraying when you're doing it up close on your dog through the brush component. You spray your dog down with the shampooing solution and then you spray your dog again with the clean water with the rinsing setting and it's all done with in just a few minutes. And here's the deal. This is like the best part for me. This is me showing my age. When I try to bathe my dog in the bathtub or the shower, oh my God, my back is like killing me from bending over her. But with this, I kneel on the floor next to her and just give her a little spa treatment with the Bissell Bark Bath. She actually really enjoyed it because my dog loves to be brushed. And the attachment for this is a basically a brushing attachment. So she did great with it. And the mess was super easy to clean up. Now my dog is a shaker. So I had to be a little on guard to like catch her with a towel before she could shake too much. But other than that, this is a very low mess, low maintenance bathing type situation. So if your dog is in need of some cleanup, definitely check out the Bissell Bark Bath. You can go over to Bissell.com. That's B-I-S-S-E-L-L.com slash shameless. And then use the code shameless at checkout. So you're using shameless there twice. That's Bissell, B-I-S-S-E-L-L.com slash shameless. And then also use the code shameless at checkout. And with the code at checkout, you will get two bottles free of the no rinse shampoo, which is what we used with Danny and was why she smells amazing a week later. So make sure you go over and check that out. I already know a few of you have ordered your Bissell Bark Bass and you're waiting for them to arrive and I can't wait to hear more. So that is that. All right, let's pop back into our next health hack, which is workouts. So the next health hack I want to talk about is short workouts. I'm going to let you off the hook big time here. I come from a background of training multiple disciplines. So I did a lot of triathlon training. And when I did triathlon training, I was training running, biking, swimming. I was also weightlifting because I was in school to be a personal trainer. That was like an essential part of the program. And I was also doing hot yoga. Oh my gosh. This was like minimum two workouts a day for me to keep all of that up because that's what you can do when you're single and you don't have kids. (laughs) So once my lifestyle changed a little bit, I went from working out for hours a day to working out like mm, 10 to 30 minutes a day. And I literally never work out more than 30 minutes a day now. Sometimes it's as much. Actually, when I say sometimes, I'm like on a weekly basis, there's definitely 20 minute workouts in there and often 10 minute workouts. So anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes absolutely counts. And sometimes we think that we only, you know, we have to go to the gym and we have to put in an hour. We have to go to an hour long class. No, an efficient and effective workout can take a very short amount of time. And also look at your workout goals. If your goal in working out is for weight loss, then you want to have some metabolic impact with your workout, which means you either want to push yourself with resistance, meaning using resistance with your body weight or added weight, or you want to push yourself cardiovascularly, meaning that you really get your heart rate spiked throughout the workout. And that might be high intensity intervals where it spikes and then you recover and spikes and you recover. Or that might be steady state cardio, which is like going for a run, getting on the elliptical where you get your heart rate up and you keep it up for in a kind of a middle range for a while. All of those are appropriate, but you also might just want to move for the sake of movement 
and feeling good and getting some stress hormones released and getting some happy hormones flowing. So sometimes a 10 minute walk is appropriate movement, taking some extra stairs, like those little things actually still count. Playing tag with your kids is an amazing interval workout. Getting your kids to take turns with you doing like you do 10 jump squats, they do 10 jump squats. Those are intervals. Doing those kinds of workouts with family. So we often think like, oh, I have to block an hour of my time when no one's around and like I have to drive to the gym and pack a gym bag and take a shower. No, none of that. You can do a workout next to your bed with just your body weight when you get up in the morning and you don't even have to put on a sports bra. Do some yoga moves before you even leave your bedroom. That can count as movement for the day. So again, looking at what your goal is, if your goal is just to get the blood flowing and to feel good, do those bra free in your PJ workouts before you even walk out of your bedroom in the morning. If your goal is for fat loss or weight loss, look at doing some high intensity intervals, which you can absolutely do in 10 to 30 minutes a day. There's really no reason that you need to be doing workouts that are more than 30 minutes a day, unless you have the time and you just so much much love to work out. So you don't need to be doing longer workouts. That is definitely not part of a plan for significant weight loss, unless you need to be working out at a very low intensity rate and you have a lot of weight to lose and you need to keep it really low impact. Sometimes a doctor might recommend then in those situations that you are adding time and duration to your workout. So that's a little bit of an exceptional circumstance, but the average person can be doing short effective, efficient workouts. So I'm going to give you an example of what one of these workouts might look like. I'll give you a couple examples actually. Okay. So first one here would be setting a timer. So you set a timer for, let's say 15 minutes, turn on your favorite song really loud. It might even be, I mean, (laughs) I say your favorite song. If I'm doing this with Vinny around, my favorite song might be the Moana soundtrack because it'll keep him distracted and he's singing along and it's a little bit dancey. So at least it's kind of inspiring, but you turn on some good music, turn it up loud and you set your timer for 15 minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever it is. And for that length of time, you repeat these movements, 10 squats, 20 jumping jacks, 10 pushups, 30 seconds of plank, and then maybe some 10 walking lunges. So you just take that, that handful of exercises. I think that was five exercises. You just repeat that through as many times as you can over the course of your 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever you want that duration of the workout to be. I promise you, you will be a sweaty mess by the time your workout is over. You can rest in there as needed, but keep rest to a minimum. So that's one way to do it. Another way to do it is to get a timer on your phone. There's tons of free different ones. I have a timer on my phone, a free timer called Seconds, S-E-C-O-N-D-S, not a sponsor of the show, but I really like the timer. So I have the Seconds timer and I can set it to do different intervals for me. And I can set it to do Tabata style intervals where I work for 20 seconds, rest for 10 seconds, work for 20 seconds, rest for 10 seconds. And I'll do that in four minute increments. So in every four minute increment, I'm doing eight rounds of work for 20 seconds, rest for 10 seconds. And then you pick your exercises. So maybe you're going to do jumping jacks and burpees. So for the first 20 seconds, I'm doing jumping jacks. Then I rest for 10 seconds. Then for the next 20 seconds, I do burpees. Then I rest for 10 seconds. I repeat that four times. That's eight rounds total. That takes up four minutes. I rest for a full minute and then I pick another pair of exercises. So maybe my next exercises are going to be running in place and push-ups. So I do 20 seconds of running in place, 10 seconds of rest, 20 seconds of push-ups, 10 seconds of rest. Those two pieces right there, with a minute of rest in between the two four minute segments, that's nine minutes right there. I promise again, you will be sweaty and you will have worked out your whole entire body. So it doesn't have to be super complicated. It doesn't have to take a long time. It just needs to be in alignment with your goals, in alignment with your goals for health benefits 
anything that I just said will qualify. And if you have a weight loss or um, fat loss goal, then the high intensity stuff that I just talked about will qualify. Either of those examples of the workouts that I just gave qualifies that. So those are how to use short workouts. There's also a million different workout types like that that you can find online if you just look up like short hit workouts or 10 minute hit workouts. There's millions of YouTube videos, tons and tons of resources. You could use the Aptive app, which I've talked about on the show before. You can use the Beachbody On Demand app, which I love. I use that all the time. I use Aptive as well. I use them both kind of interchangeably depending on what I'm doing. So lots and lots of options there. All right. So next up, we are going to talk about the big one, nutrition. I'm going to give you a really big tip here. I think this is the most impactful tip that I have given to my members about regarding weight loss or weight maintenance in the last couple of years. This was like a game changer when I started talking about this. So before we move into our next category here with nutrition, let's talk about our second sponsor for the show, Policy Genius. Policy Genius is a brilliant concept for this time of year and a brilliant thing to explore for this time of year because Policy Genius helps people get life insurance. And I feel like life insurance is the kind of thing that you put on like your New Year's resolutions where you're like, oh yeah, we also need to make sure we get life insurance this year. But also it's the end of February and we haven't done that yet. So if you have been keeping that on your list for way too long, now is the time. Go to policygenius.com and you can compare different kinds of life insurance online. And it literally takes five minutes. I have done this. I filled out the forms to see how quick and easy this whole process is. And it's super simple. So if one of the things that you need to do this year is get life insurance, you are in luck because you don't even have to call an insurance company, which who wants to do that? You just go over to compare quotes at policygenius.com. And there's no sales pressure, zero hassle. You get your quote in five minutes. And then from there, if you would like to be in contact with someone, you can make that choice. So very, very simple. If you are struggling to fit 31 days of work into 28 days this month, save yourself some time by comparing life insurance online with Policy Genius. Go over to policygenius.com because if you need life insurance, it should not take a lifetime to get it. Okay. And let's dive into nutrition. So my big nutrition tip that I think has been the most impactful for people in the last couple of years has been talking about the hunger continuum. So the hunger continuum, I'm going to kind of take you through this quickly, so bear with me, but the hunger continuum is a scale of one to five that I take people through, which rates your hunger. So on a level one, you are starving. You are famished. You can't make a rational decision about food. You like are angry at the world. You want to eat your arm. You can't even tolerate being around your kids. We've all been there, right? So many of you might know that as being hangry, a condition many of us, including myself, suffer from. And I can be real hangry sometimes. So when you are at that one, that feels out of control. Next on the continuum is two. So when you're at a number two on the continuum, you're noticeably hungry, but you're not irrational. When you're at a three on the continuum, you're not hungry, but you're not full. When you're at a four on the continuum, you feel fullness, you feel no hunger, but you are not overly full. You're not uncomfortable. You're just like, oh, I know I've eaten. I'm satisfied and I don't need to eat anymore. I can wait until my next meal. And then number five would be, I have overeaten. I'm tired. I might feel a little lethargic. My stomach might hurt. My pants might feel tight. I might feel remorse or guilt around food. I might be having like an emotional reaction to what I just ate because it didn't make leave me feeling physically my best. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. 
Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. So here is my tip. First of all, know the continuum. So rewind and listen to that again if you need to. Write it down and make a little diagram if you need to, like write out the whole continuum and notice where you live because most people live between one and five. Most people crash all the way to one and then they're so hungry that they can't get food in them fast enough and they eat so quickly and they're not thinking about what they're doing while they're eating, especially if you have children running around while you're eating or any sort of family chaos or work chaos. So then we eat, 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 eat as fast as we can and we don't stop until we have unconsciously, accidentally already gotten to a five where we're uncomfortably full. And then we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so full. Like I'm not going to eat again the rest of the day, or I'm not going to eat again for a long time. So then we make ourselves wait until we get back to that one. And we live between one and five. Sometimes it's because of guilt and emotion around food. And sometimes it's because of just the circumstances in which we're under, which we're eating on a regular basis because of stress and chaos in our lives. So my recommendation to you is that you live between two and four. You catch yourself before you get to that one. You catch yourself before you get hangry. You eat something. 
And while you're eating, you pay attention to how you're feeling as you eat and you stop yourself when you're 80% full. That is a four rather than a five. You stop yourself and you set down your fork and say, oh, you know what? I could eat more right now, but I am not noticeably hungry. So I'm going to choose not to eat more right now because I know that there will be more food later. There's no shortage of food in my life. I don't go without. I don't need to worry from like a survivalist perspective about where I'm going to get my next meal. So I'm going to put down the fork, put the food away, dump it, put it in the fridge, whatever you need to do to get it out of your face so that then you have stopped yourself at a four and you've moved on and you know that you're going to eat again before you get back to that one. So you don't ever have to be uncomfortable. You never have to get to the one, which is uncomfortable, and you never have to go to the five, which is uncomfortable. So living between two and four on that hunger continuum, first of all, will make your energy regulation throughout the day so much better. It will probably make you more patient and more cheerful to be around. It will also stabilize your blood sugar throughout the day, which is, can be really powerful. And for many people, this actually really, really helps them with weight loss because they start being more intentional and mindful about their food consumption. So I really encourage you, if food is a struggle for you, try this out and see what happens for you. And if you want to take it a step further, if you want to explore this a little bit more, do some reading and research around mindful eating or intentional eating, and you'll find more tips along these lines. But this is a great starting point. And There's so many other ways to be mindful about eating. So I would really encourage you if you feel like, oh yeah, this is like the thing that I need. I tend to overeat and then get to or and or get way too hungry before I eat. This is a really great starting point. And I really encourage you to do a little bit of research into your habits and then really start working on the behavior change. All right. So that was tip number four. And we have one tip left. So our final tip today is about hydration. I know, you guys, I told you this was not going to be sexy, (laughs) but these are all really important things and life-changing health hacks that will change your life. So number four is hydration. Yes, I'm going to tell you to drink more water. I know, not sexy. I'm not even going to tell you to drink more LaCroix, which is way sexier. I'm going to tell you to drink more straight up water. Okay, if you are struggling with this, you can also drink tea, but let's talk a little bit about why water is important. Okay, so water helps us with satiation. That means it helps you feel full. Now, I'm not saying to use water to replace a meal by any means, but if you're well hydrated, you are less likely to feel hungry. Hydration also impacts energy. So if you are dehydrated or low on hydration, you will feel a slump. You will have less energy. So oftentimes when we feel a little tired at three o'clock in the afternoon, we need a big glass of water, not another cup of coffee or a Snickers bar. We often reach for the caffeine and the sugar because we are dehydrated and that can actually fuel you just as well. So I know it's like, I can't ever make a case for a cup of water, a glass of water being as sexy as your favorite coffee drink or a candy bar, but I can tell you that it will fuel you way better. You will not crash afterwards. You will sleep better at night. You will have better skin. You will actually probably be, uh, have a body that you feel more comfortable and confident in if you are routinely having water instead of afternoon junk. So there's lots and lots of reasons that the water actually might be a little bit sexy. (laughs) So have an open mind and you can put, because tea is a clear liquid, you can put this in there as well. Now, people always ask me about bubble water and especially with the birth of the beloved LaCroix. Bubble water, yes, a clear liquid, but the bubble water does not have the same impact on hydration as water. And you'll notice this, look at your pee 
this is where it gets real sexy. Look at your pee after a couple hours of water. Like drink like 32 ounces of water and notice your pee. Drink anywhere from 12 to 32 ounces of bubble water and look at your pee. You will notice with bubble water, your pee is cloudy. And with plain water, your pee will not be cloudy. Also with plain water, your pee will be much more clear in color. With bubble water, it will probably be a little more yellow, maybe a lot more yellow. So you will notice that it is not as hydrating as plain water. And also it does not flush as well. It does not flush as clearly. So tea, on the other hand, tea is a definitely better substitute for water than bubble water. So tea could be an appropriate like here and there. If you you know have, want to have a tea, you could also have water with your tea like next to it <laughs> and in addition into it. But tea can be a great thing to help you feel full as well. So the great thing about tea in addition to it being like flavored water, so you get a little more bang for your buck, is that hot liquids make you feel full. So tea is a great thing to have in the evening when you tend to be snacking because it's hot. So you're going to drink it slowly. So it might take you 20 minutes or so to consume versus the amount of food you can consume in 20 minutes while watching TV. And it's going to make you feel full because hot liquid feels makes your stomach feel fuller. So that's actually a really great trick for a snack. Again, I'm not saying tea is a meal replacement. I don't want to reinforce any disordered eating habits around like trying to substitute calorie-free liquids for foods that nourish you. But if you find yourself where you're like, I'm just so snacky and I don't really need extra food right now, or it's the evening time where you're like, I'm feeling really snacky and I don't need extra calories right before I go to bed. That's not fuel that I actually need in my body. Then tea can be really, really helpful for that. And as can the water. So here's the deal with the water. I'm going to give you a goal here. We're getting serious. Drinking half your body weight in ounces per day. Now, some of you just got out a calculator and started doing some math and you're like, yeah, that's never going to happen. So let's talk this through half your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you're going to drink hundred ounces of water a day. If you currently drink zero ounces of water a day, you don't need to start at hundred, start at like 50 and get like a water bottle that's 25 ounces and have two of those over the course of a day. And then over time, you can work it up to three and then to four so that you're getting three or four 25 ounces of water a day. Again, that's based on a weight of 200 pounds. The way to track this, because it gets tricky to track, you take rubber bands and you put them at the top of your water bottle. So if you have that 25 ounce water bottle that you're going to have four of over the course of the day, you put four rubber bands at the top. Every time you finish a water bottle, you move a, a rubber band down. And then when you refill it, then you drink the next water or the next bottle and you move another one down. So by the end of the day, you've had your four and you've moved your fourth rubber band to the bottom. Another trick is to drink half of your water before lunch and the other half before dinner, because the last thing you want to do is be drinking like 50 to hundred ounces of water before bed. Cause you will really hate me because you will be peeing all night long. So drink the water throughout the morning. And then if you haven't finished half of it by lunch, you finish it then. Drink water throughout the afternoon. If you haven't finished the second half of your water for the day by dinner, you drink the rest of it then. So then you have it all in your system, hopefully to get enough of as much as possible out of your system by bedtime in terms of peeing it back out. So those are my two big tips around water. Again, if drinking half of your body weight in ounces of water per day is completely overwhelming, start small and work up to it. But notice how it impacts your energy and how it impacts your hunger 
and how it impacts your weight. Some people notice that they like shed five pounds immediately just by drinking more water because you start to shed bloat. You start to shed some of the junk you're holding on to because there is a metabolic impact of being hydrated. You actually are more metabolically active and your metabolism metabolic rate is higher when you are well hydrated. So you want to make sure that you're staying well hydrated because that will keep your metabolic functions more optimal. So those are your four tips. Sleep, short workouts. So getting adequate sleep, minimum seven hours, preferably eight short workouts, 10 to 30 minutes, no more than 30 minutes live between two and four when it comes to fullness and drink your water, get in your clear liquids. All right. That's it. So if this was helpful to you, please share this episode. This episode has a lot of really good tactical tips, if I do say so myself, that I think could really help people who are working on health goals this year. So please share this episode out. You can do that by taking a screenshot of the episode and sharing it on social media. Make sure you tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy, or you can go straight to the website to grab the link. You can go to shamelessmom.com, click on episode 207 to get a link for the show. I so appreciate you sharing the episodes. I appreciate all the reviews. Lots of great feedback for the show. I'm getting it on a daily basis and it means the world to me. I'm working on some fun stuff. I'm getting close to wrapping up the Shameless Mom Momentum Mastermind and I'm getting close to offering something else that is going to be really cool that I'm hoping many of you will be able to participate in with me. So stay tuned for that. That was my big tease. I appreciate you being here. If this is your first time listening, know that we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and we have a great interview coming up on Wednesday with Heather Brooker. We're going to be talking about her time in Hollywood. So she works in Hollywood. She does reporting on different levels. She is getting ready to help work the red carpet at the Oscars. We're going to be talking about her experiences on the red carpet recently around the Me Too campaign and the Time's Up campaign. We're going to be talking about motherhood in Hollywood. We're going to be talking about our kids going to kindergarten. We're going to be talking about how to make mom friends and why sometimes it's really weird and awkward and hard. Really fun conversation. Also, by the way, she's a um, comedian. She's hilarious. So it's a super, super fun conversation. So make sure you come back on Wednesday for that. If you have not subscribed to the show, make sure you go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. So you never miss an episode that will drop you into Apple podcasts where you click on the little subscribe button while you're there, please leave a review because the more reviews you leave, the more people know what they're getting when they look for the show. So when people look up the shameless mom Academy, they see, oh, this is what it's all about. This is what people like about it. Now I know, I understand how it might be relevant to me and what I might get out of it. I think I'll give it a listen. So that's what it means when you leave a review. It also helps my ratings stay up so that more shameless moms can get this information and be impacted and live a little more shamelessly every day. Every damn day, I should say, right? Live a little more shamelessly every damn day. So we'll leave it at that. Have a great day. No matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. 
It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.